Hi there, pups, and I hope you're keeping the razor blades out of the candy for this evening's episode of our Candyman Review, which just released this past weekend. I believe they release on Thursdays, right, guys? Yeah, like midnight, or I guess like 8 p.m. now. Yeah, midnight showings are like 7 o'clock. <laughs> oh, yeah? Okay. So I guess seven it was Thursday. the new midnight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, after post-COVID, definitely. Uh, so that was on august 26th weird it kind of feels like a halloween movie doesn't it like it should have been a halloween release i mean candy yeah but i then it would yeah. have so much competition no mm-hmm. in the box office yeah it, yeah that's really all it is also we haven't had a horror movie in like so long in the theater at least like one that was like i was psyched at for as much as this one so yeah. it was like so good to have it early yeah well we all know how you felt about old so oh i literally erased that <laughs> from my mind <laughs> That movie's all aged out already. It's crazy because we just did Final Destination. So, like, if we keep this up, then we're just going to become a Tony Todd cast. I am totally okay with that. (laughs) Yeah. So am I. So Tony Todd is a fucking legend, and I love him, and he's fantastic. And I think someone told me he was in the movie, but I didn't realize this movie was going to be a sequel. I thought it was a reboot. (laughs) I told David, like, five minutes before it started i was like oh yeah no this is a sequel (laughs) oh well i'm just learning that now when i actually watched the movie i guess that makes sense i haven't seen the original since i was a little kid so i don't remember it yeah i mean they recap the original in the first five minutes of the movie um so they just do full spoilers for the original so uh we we can all i think we can we're okay then to spoil the original i think in this podcast yeah. right now yeah i think I at mean, this yeah. point yeah yeah i guess so yeah and if you don't want ago. the original spoiled for you if you haven't seen it then watch that first before you watch this movie because you're, you're gonna spoil it <laughs> do either of you want to give us kind of a recap on the story as we go into this yeah so this movie features the return of Candyman. The original Candyman is a a black man from the 1890s who fell in love with a white woman and was brutally, terribly lynched by a mob. Uh, they cut off his hand, replaced it with a hook. They smothered him with honey so that all the bees would eat him alive, and then they just set him on fire because people are fucking racist pricks. Fast forward to the 1990s, as Helen Lyle, a reporter, is looking to write a story about the Candyman urban legend and how people in the Cabrini Green projects are blaming this legend for gang violence. And, of course, she finds out that there's a reason for that. And now we fast forward again to modern day, as an artist named Anthony stumbles upon the same legend and wants to investigate the Candyman myth in order to create new paintings inspired by this generational trauma that he feels the character represents and learns that the character is not a work of fiction yeah yeah Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) so i mean for anyone who doesn't know the idea is it's a twist on the bloody mary kind of urban legend where you repeat his name in the mirror and then you get killed i think uh i think that's kind of known going into this movie right yeah for sure yeah that's gotta be (laughs) that's what i've always heard before it's literally on the poster (laughs) is what does it say say his name five times or something yeah yeah actually that's a that's a great place to start because i think that's the thing that i love the most about this movie because i was like why is the tagline say his name like 
that's so annoying. And I thought it was like a marketing employee where I'm like, God damn it. They just want everyone to say the name of the fucking movie and tell everybody it's like a, such a stupid marketing employee. And then I watched the movie and I was like, oh, I feel dumb because <laughs> it's no secret that this movie is about um, black struggle in America. And I'm like, oh, yeah, no, duh. It's about saying their names. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I, I just thought that that was actually brilliant after coming out of the movie. I thought it was dumb at first and I was like, oh, I get it. And, and now I, I respect it a lot. But it's yeah, kind of yeah, ironic, yeah. though, because you don't say their real names. You say Candyman. Yes, but we find out later why. And we didn't want to talk about that. Yes. So I think it does work. <laughs> mm. I do, too. Yeah. Yeah. I just like relating to the urban myth because I was, you know seven years old in the mirror with like the lights turned off and a candle being like bloody mary bloody mary and and you know my friend would like run out and he's screaming like i'm not doing it they're gonna kill us and i was like oh come on guys <laughs> then i would run out screaming or whatever yeah so what, what do you guys what do you guys like and dislike about this movie without getting into anything super specific my very first thought is that i thought it was such a good adaptation it, they brought it into modern day they really talked about a lot of issues that were reflective of now um, while still being true to the original story and still having the themes of the original story. And so I thought that was really well done, yet it was still a super unique tale of its own. So that stood out to me as like, this is this is exactly what an adaptation should look like. Yeah, I agree. I think that it very much updates the story in the ways that our conversations about these issues have been updated. That in the 90s, with the original Candyman, it had to be from a white woman's perspective. It didn't have to be from a white woman's perspective, but that's how they made the movie, was we're going to show white people about all these struggles of the black person, so it has to be a white protagonist going into the... And now it's like, no, we're just going to have a black protagonist because, duh, why wouldn't people be able to relate to that? And now they're able to... They, they just say the word gentrification a lot, like people know what that is by now. In the 90s, people were dumber about it. Well, not dumber, but, you know, people were... Well, yeah, actually, people were dumber about it. <laughs> people are yeah. still really dumb about it, but we at least know what the word means. And they have, like... In this film, they have long conversations about exactly what goes into gentrification and kind of, like... I wouldn't say explaining it, but talk about different viewpoints of gentrification and how, like... And how it works and why it's bad. Yeah. yeah. There's also some misconceptions of gentrification that are explained a little bit within the art world. Yeah. Sort of. I, I almost wish they went more into that because there is kind of a little bit of like technical jargon info dump on some of these terms where if like you're not super familiar with the way the language in which we talk about these issues, you might be a little lost. Like there are a few times where characters like spat out a bunch of info and I was like, let me unpack that real quick, blah, blah. Oh, wait, now they're getting their head cut off. Okay. <laughs> that, that, yeah, I just said what my favorite part about the movie was, but I think my least favorite was that um, the script did feel pretty expository. I think it was, the, it was the dialogue. I think the dialogue for me just, like, did mm. not hit it home because it felt like it was educating us at some points. Yeah, I didn't feel like a single thing theme was like hidden or subtle it was all just very in your face but by the same token it is about a guy with a hook for a hand slashing people's faces off for saying his name in a mirror so like how much subtlety do we actually expect it's like a really surprisingly uh elaborate myth like i i feel like there are kind of 10 different 
myths for Candyman, and it doesn't always he he mm-hmm. pick a lane sort of, which mm-hmm. isn't like it's still fun. Uh, but but that is an issue that I have with the original movie as well, and I think Same. that is why it can become expository because like oh we need to explain the candy thing oh we need to explain the bees oh we need to explain the say his name thing oh we need <laughs> there's like a million origins and and tropes that he ties into instead of just being like one or two things very clearly and that <laughs> okay yes and i think this is actually a, an issue that i had that stems from the initial issue was that they didn't need to explain everything. Like, I don't care about the bees. I don't think they even really explained the bees in the first one. Um, No, they do, because uh, he was eaten by bees because uh, they smothered him in honey, which I said that very casually, but that's terrifying. It's (laughs) terrifying, yeah. And, like, all, all of that's terrifying, but I think it would just, like, also be equally as terrifying if they didn't explain it too much and left some mystery to the viewers. And I mean, in this movie, we see Candyman a lot more than we did in the original. And it's kind of like demystifying. I don't want to say the monster, the boogeyman, big, the boogeyman. Yeah. That's a mm. good one. Yeah. yeah. And, and which makes it less scary, which like says a lot that the movie's trying to say, but at the same time, doesn't make it of an effective horror film. I'm very conflicted. Mm. I'm trying to think if I felt a distinct lack of tension. There were tense scenes that I think were done really well. But oh, yeah. part of it was kind of like unmasking the horror. But at this point, like we're into a sequel like 20 years after the fact. At that rate, do we really want to hide the villain? Like, like yeah. should we do another Friday the 13th where you hide Jason Voorhees? No, we, like, we've seen him so many times. We know who he is. Just go ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I side with that. I... I... Like, there are scenes where you you often see him in silhouette, or you see only a portion of him in the mirror, and I really like how they use mirrors in this, which is such a cliche to say, but they they have very interesting use of mirror monsters in this movie. Oh, yeah. Which is a lot of fun, and it's really well directed. And I love how every scene that they go into, they're like, oh, here's this place that definitely doesn't have any mirrors except for that one, that one, that one, and that one. Yeah, the (laughs) use of mirrors, I totally agree. It was uh, because it's not the traditional mirrors. They like used, they use any sense of reflection, which was great. Mm. Any reflection. You know what's a weird comparison I kept making um, was to Velvet Buzzsaw because I had just watched that movie the other day. And... Rob talking about Velvet Buzz- Buzzsaw yet again. Right. right. Well, I mean, a lot of people don't really like Velvet Buzzsaw very much. I'm a little bit in the minority there. But it's hard not to compare the two because they both take place within the art community with art community oh. characters. And then there's some sort of haunted something and people start dying. Right. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem with Velvet Buzzsaw was that it had this great atmosphere and all these great characters. But the kills were terrible. This movie had really good kills. I felt like when Candyman takes out the trash or takes out some characters, they're really good. It's really satisfying. Yeah. Weird thing. Did you guys notice this? I felt like the blood had kind of like this crystalline candy look to it. Did you guys notice that? Oh, that's cool. Oh, my God. Yeah. There there was one shot where blood pours. I'm like, oh, that looks like caramel going into a batch getting ready to like. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) I thought that it was didn't such a help cool that twist. we were eating caramel corn also. <laughs> <laughs> were you? Ew. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I was definitely picking out candy last night, too. I do think it could have used more bees, though. No, mm. it had too many bees. Not not that many bees. 
And some, so many bees. Also, some of the bees are CGI, and that looks pretty bad. But It did. Yeah, I was going to um, mention that. The bee effects are not the greatest. Yeah, you can you can very much tell when the bees are real and when they're CGI. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I understand doing CGI bees because Tony Todd in the original Candyman uh, had in his contract that he would get paid, I think, like a thousand bucks every time he gets stung by a bee. So he just like got an extra twenty five thousand. Awesome. <laughs> it must have been more yeah. than a thousand. I think it was like ten thousand or something. <laughs> he might have gotten stung twenty five times with those friggin' bees around. Yeah, if I were Tony Todd, I'd be like, I'm not doing another one of those. <laughs> Give me final destination, please. <laughs> so, so we touched on it. I mean, did you guys find the movie particularly scary? I mean, it's hard to scare me. Bees would scare me, but I mean, I. Eh. I didn't find it not scary. I'll put it that way. I, I, I can That's see people way, yeah. being scared of it. Yeah. I There were, like you said, Rob, I think there were good moments of tension. I wasn't necessarily scared, but, oh, the elevator scene was so fucking elevator effective. Elevator scene was great. <laughs> that was a good scene. Um, yeah, that was another problem I kind of, I wasn't really clear on the rules. It seems like Candyman's victims were different depending on the time period, mm. and that was odd to well, me. So allegedly, it was hard for me to figure out. Allegedly, he kills you if you say your name, regardless of who you are. But I don't know if that's actually true because I don't. I think we see him being a bit selective in his targets, even when they say his name. That I don't want to give anything away. Yeah, it's yeah, hard. It's hard to elaborate on that more. Uh, but you'll you'll yeah. see what I mean when you watch the movie perhaps yeah yeah but i do agree the rules were questionable did you guys like the characters though i did i thought anthony was such an interesting character and the way that they presented his internal conflict was really great and how it reflects the modern world of yeah i don't want to like go too (laughs) far into that but yes my answer is yes (laughs) and also the female lead brianna i loved her i loved her so much she was so fucking cool. At one point, my friend who was sitting next to me just went under her breath and was like, oh, I fucking love her. And I was like, yep, that's how I feel yeah. in every single scene. Yeah. I mean, just knowing that her name is Brianna made me wonder if it was meant as a reference to Brianna Taylor, but I think the movie was filmed before that happened. It's kind of just a weird coincidence, I think. Uh, although I, I assume Anthony is definitely named after Tony Todd. Like, he has to be. Oh, I didn't get that. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's kind of cool. One thing I wanted to mention, I sent you guys this article earlier in the week about the director, Nia DaCosta. Uh, her next yeah. movie is the ca- sequel to Captain Marvel. It's called The Marvels, which is a terrible title, but that's beside the point. Um, and she had an interesting statement where she said, I'm just going to read this. Uh, Marvel's filmmaker Nia DaCosta is excited to finally make a film that doesn't traffic in black pain. And throughout the entire movie, I just kept thinking of this article because I feel like it's so heavily present in the film itself that we have this black artist. His entire motivation is that he needs to make this great art, so he needs to find out more about black pain there's a part very early in the movie where he's talking to the curator and he says oh yeah i want to make something about brownsville which is where he's from and the guy says oh well everyone's done that before and then he's like okay fine i'll do cabrini green then 
and like he he's he's just being forced and pigeonholed into this one area and that's it's really interesting that she said that mm. how do you guys feel well it's it definitely says something about like the marketing of bad things in society you know marginalized communities and how we market their persecution there's a little bit of discussion about that in the film too not a whole lot well i i think we are getting on that time for this uh minisode review and i think we're at the point where maybe we should actually review the piece and uh, <laughs> let our audience get on to our full-length podcast episode so without further ado what are your bone reviews Oh, shit. I should have thought of this before. I've been struggling back and forth on this one. I think overall, I thought it was a good movie. Nita Costa showed such masterful direction. I really am excited to see what she does next. There were some moments that were done so well. She has a beautiful artistry. Overall, I did have issues with it. Uh, so I'm back and forth between 2.5 and 3 Bones. I feel like I'm not going to like it as much if I watch it again. I feel like it, it doesn't have an evergreen kind of lasting effect for me. And it's very of the moment. But that's future Devin's problem. <laughs> How many bones did you give it right now? I'm still back and forth. With two. Can I do 2.75 bones? No. I feel like 2.75 no. bones. No. <laughs> <laughs> David, what, what did you give the movie? Um, I'm just gonna give it three bones. I I had so much fun watching this. Uh, I I was very annoyed that I had to go to the bathroom halfway through, but definitely when I was in the bathroom, I'm just like, Candyman, 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 Candyman. And then I went to the theater, and Candyman was there, and I'm like, oh my god, it works. <laughs> <laughs> um. <cool. laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, going into this, my, my one concern was, I'm um, like, it's not gonna be the same with Tony Todd not being in it, but then Tony Todd's in it. I'm like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> Tony Todd's there. Yeah, I had, I had a lot of fun. I'm giving it three bones. I'm kind of the opposite of Devin, because I was stuck in between giving it either like two or two and a half bones, which to me is like, is it okay or is it good? And the kills are really good, and it is a fun watch. I think it's an interesting movie. I kind of like the direction they took the themes of the film. It lacked a lot of the subtlety I usually enjoy, and it wasn't super scary, and I think part of that was just how willing the, the film was to just show Candyman to the audience right from the get-go. But for that reason, I'm still going to give it to an F Bones. I think it's good, and I think a lot of people might like it more than I did. And if you like slasher movies... Just for that reason, you should go see it, because there's some fucking great kills in this film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely go see. Definitely go see. So anyway, that does it for a review of Candyman. Please go see the movie, and uh, maybe our review will persuade you to go see the movie in theaters. Tell everyone. Tell everyone.